Hey guys, can I tell you about my friends at Solid Roofing? These guys are incredible. They are top notch. They have got everything that you're going to need to make your roof look incredible for the holiday season. Give them a call today at 918 809 2234. Wouldn't it be nice to know that your contractor is also a licensed insurance adjuster? Because that's exactly what Solid Roofing has. Give them a call today. 918-809-2234. Solid Roofing. You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Radio Program is Caleb Gordon. You can find out more about Caleb at www.calebgordon.com. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. So excited that you're here with us today. Fall is in the air. It is beautiful. I love this time of year. I'm just ecstatic. And I want you guys, as always, I talk about these guys every week, but Outpost Coffee, they are incredible. They have some of the most amazing beverages you're ever going to drink. Go check them out. Find them online at outpostcoffeeco.com. So on today's program, I want to talk about education, and I want to talk about um, Jesus, but I'm not going to do that alone. I've got a friend in the studio with me today. His name is Rocky Clark. He is the administrator for Wesleyan Christian School here in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. And what we're going to do today is we're just going to kind of find out more about Rocky. He's been here for a little bit, and I want to pick his brain. I want to pick his heart about education and about Christianity and how these things can mesh together in our community. So welcome to the program, Rocky Clark. Thank you very much for having me on, Caleb. Yeah. Um, Rocky, tell us, how did, how, how, you, how did you get to Bartlesville? So my wife and I and our family, uh, we have four children, came to Bartlesville uh, 10 years ago. Uh, we were working at a private Christian boarding school in Jackson, Kentucky, which was about 10 miles outside of a town of 2,500, so out in the middle of nowhere in the sticks of Kentucky. <laughs> and uh, the Lord laid it on both my wife and my heart separately uh, that he had a plan and a change for our lives. Uh, and so we uh, began to discuss that. We began to look into uh, where the Lord might be leading us and directing us. And this was about a four-month process before the Lord revealed that he had us uh, coming to Wesleyan Christian School here in Bartlesville, Kentucky. And we are truly thankful to be here. We love the community. Uh, we love Wesleyan Christian School and the families that we get to be a part of in their lives there on a daily basis. Uh, and we love First Wesleyan Church, who supports this ministry. So good. So tell me, I want to know, how did you come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior? Let's just sort of kind of give a little little history on who Rocky is. So I was always raised in the church. We grew up in the Free Methodist Church. Uh, my mom, uh, uh, my, can I start the, mm-hmm. <laughs> my uh, grandfather was a superintendent in the Free Methodist Church and a pastor in the church for a number of years. My mom worked at the uh, Christian boarding school where I grew up for a number of years. And so I kind of always grew up in the church. Uh, never really made uh, faith my own until uh, I was in junior high. 
uh, at the Christian school where I was attending uh, because of such wonderful teachers who were uh, pouring into my life and teaching me on a daily basis uh, helped me have a real understanding uh, of what taking on uh, this relationship with Jesus Christ as my own and having uh, a relationship with him uh, really meant. And so uh, it was somewhere in junior high that I kind of... became uh, became a Christian in my adult life as opposed to growing up in a Christian home yep. and taking that on as my own. Yep. That's, I mean, I, I, I was sort of kind of in that same vein. I grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor. And I really, I mean, I rode my dad's coattails for years. Like I did, I, you know, I knew that I wasn't supposed to cuss in front of the old ladies. I knew <laughs> that I just, I was very much not supposed to do those things. And, and when I turned about 18, 19 years old, that was when I, I remember God getting a hold of my heart. And so it sounds like you, you and I kind of share that same story. We grew up in the church, but, yeah. G, you know, Jesus gets a hold of us, you know, as we've gotten, as we got into our later teens. Yeah. And so I know you did some student ministry or you're studying to do student ministry. Uh, what was your, what was your passion there? Tell me about that. Well, I very much uh, thought that the Lord was calling me when I went to college to go into youth ministry. I loved working with teens. I loved sharing Christ with them, digging into the Bible, uh, understanding God's words, and and helping students understand that. And so uh, because I had a passion for that, it seemed natural that I would go into some type of youth ministry. Uh, When I got into college, uh, the Lord impressed upon me that if I went into Christian education, then I could get to do that on a daily basis, five days a week uh, with students, uh, not only teaching them... uh, knowledge, uh, but also teaching them uh, God's truth, uh, biblical worldview through that, uh, and and teaching them the wisdom that goes along with that knowledge. Very, very cool. So you, you've been here 10 years. What are some of the things that you've loved to see the most in this, in this school specifically? Um, I have loved to see uh, a, a lot of things that we have put a focus on uh, going towards uh, more spiritual growth for our students uh, is a big thing that we've done. When, when we first came, one of the things that uh, I implemented was a spiritual emphasis week. And so we have speakers that come in uh, for a whole week and dig into the theme that we have uh, for the school and really dig into the students' lives, go into their Bible classes, sit with them at lunch, and just have a whole week uh, where they're putting an emphasis uh, on these things with the students. And we've seen great responses from the students uh, doing that. Uh, one of our Bible teachers came up with a, a mentoring program uh, that she ran by me and we decided to try out that we've been doing successfully for about six years now. And so our students uh, pair up with the elementary students, our high school students pair up with the elementary students uh, every other week, and they spend time uh, in the classrooms with them, reading with them, doing activities with them. And most importantly, uh, there's nothing better than walking into a classroom and watching our high school students sitting down and praying with the younger students. It's Absolutely. a wonderful thing to see. Yeah, I, my, my daughter's actually, she, our kids go to Wesleyan, and, and my daughter got to, came home and told me about her reading to some of the younger kids, and I just, I love hearing those stories of older kids were kind of mentoring because I, I remember when I was a kid and I remember some of those older kids even even though I was in first grade eighth graders seemed like so they seemed like so old to me and they were so much mature and, and cooler than I was and I remember when they would come and invest in us and talk to us and and spend time with us that we felt like just an ama- just a huge amount of value because of those those older kids so that's really cool that, that you're you're pressing in on that idea of spiritual emphasis because that, I mean, I, I honestly am one of those guys that I think education is, is vital to our, our children. And we see the education system in the world in which we live. And, and honestly it's broken. And, and people say, well, what's the cure? What's the cure? 
And I'm a Christian, and I have a biblical worldview, so I'm going to say that I believe that Christ and the center of everything, if, if you teach and believe that Jesus is Lord over math, then it's, it, it's, it has a different idea that God created math, God created science, God did all these things for a specific purpose for his glory and for his, his namesake. Education <clears throat> takes on a different personification. And so that's what I love about what you're doing as a leader is you're, you're trying to press that idea out and flesh that idea out in the, in the minds of young people. Mm-hmm. And the, because there are, there are future leaders. They're That's the right. ones that are going to be making policy. They're the, you know, our future congressmen, f- future husbands, wives, moms, dads, all these things. Mm-hmm. And, and so in, in that idea of thinking, what is your, what do you think can be as the school administrator, what do you think should be a a priority? I mean, I, I heard you said spiritual emphasis. How do you? Th- how is that? How should that be played out in the lives of the students every day? Yeah, and and that's a great question and a great segue into um, the next thing that we have our students do that I think this plays out in their lives and, and teaches them uh, this. We we are trying to train up children uh, in the way of the Lord that they can be part of the community and a part of this world to be world changers. It actually says that on our sign, uh, changing the world one child at a time. Yeah. Uh, and so there's several ways that we try to do that. Um, we require 120 service hours during their high school years nice. that they need to give back to their community. They need to be part of some of the organizations here in town. There are so many wonderful organizations, and, and they need to learn how to get into their community, be involved in their community, and be world changers uh, and help create this culture. And we need Christians stepping up and doing that. And so we are having our students do that so they learn what it means to be a leader uh, at this age so that they can go impact the world in their community. Uh, and, and another thing that we do is at the beginning of our student's senior year, we bring in a group uh, that does se- uh, senior student leadership training with them. And nice. so when all the students go back to class, we take our seniors off campus and have the first two days just investing in them of what it means to be a leader uh, going through that training, what that means uh, in their own lives personally, what that means for our school and the community in which we uh, live right there on a daily basis at Wesleyan Christian School, mm-hmm. and what it means to be a part of a greater community, and so that they can go be world changers uh, by learning how to properly be leaders and affect the community that they live for Christ. Yeah, that's, and I think that, that is, that's the key right there. I, I, was, I was looking up while you were talking, Deuteronomy chapter 6. And in Deuteronomy chapter 6, I mean, that's, it's talking about education. Mm-hmm. And in that text, I mean, I, I just, I mean, you obviously know it, but folks maybe as they're listening to this, and, and it says here, you shall love the Lord your God. This is what you're going to teach. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words I command you today to be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Mm-hmm. I think that this is the you come alongside, I mean, I know in my own life, because this is what we do at home. You're not trying to replace mom and dad. That's correct. You're, you're trying to come alongside and <clears throat> emphasize what mom and dad are already pushing out in their own homes. That's right. That's even a part of our mission statement. Our mission statement uh, starts out, Wesleyan Christian School exists to assist Christian families. Yeah. And so we are there to help you all with the task that God has placed on you all. God put the task of raising your children on you. He even put the task of educating your children on you. You're just choosing to partner with us as we assist you in that process so that we can help raise them up to be the leaders that God has called them to be. Mm-hmm. And 
then our mission statement goes on to say that we do this in three ways, and, and we call it the ABCs of Christian education. It's academic excellence, biblical worldview, and Christian character. So good. And if you have those three things coupled together, I just, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a strong grouping and you have that. And, and if you teach a biblical worldview, because uh, let's just be honest, like there's, there's not a whole lot of that going on in the world in which we live. We've got people that, and here's the thing it cracks me up is people say, well, I just want to be neutral when it comes to this idea of, of Jesus and I'm, you know, and when it comes to education, we just want to be neutral. Mm-hmm. Well, the scripture tells us if you're not for, Jesus says, if you're not for me, you're against me. So by mm-hmm. quote unquote being neutral to the idea of Christ, that's I mean you're you're in essence picking a side, right? And and people say, well, you're you're indoctrinating your children. I'm like, I had this conversation with a friend of mine not too long ago. I said, everyone is trying to indoctrinate kids, mm-hmm. and everyone's pushing an agenda. Mm-hmm. My agenda. I'm up front with my agenda and tell people, listen, I have a biblical worldview. I see the world through those lenses. Mm-hmm. I would not, con- you know, people say, where, where are you at party-wise? Are you a Democrat, Republican? I said, I'm, I'm a biblical Christian. Yeah. That's my, my mindset. If it's in the Bible, I want it. If it's not in the Bible, I don't, I'm, I don't care. Yeah. And, and so that's what I want to see, and I believe that's what you guys are doing. You're coming alongside saying, listen, I, we want to— we want to pursue a biblical worldview. Yeah. We want to see Jesus as the primary objective over mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And and when that's fleshed out, you're going to see kids have a different mentality. And in, in the world in which we live, and seven out of ten students by the time they're in their freshman year of college, mm-hmm. you know, kids that are raised in the church are are turning their back on the faith. That's right, and 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 I love that you bring that up because uh, the the Barner report that was uh, put out and and Ken Ham who was coupled with them and wrote a book called Already Gone uh, showed this shocking statistic to the Christian community that seven out of ten kids between the ages of eighteen and twenty two are walking away from the church, mm-hmm. and and these aren't kids who uh, were Easter and Christmas uh, in church. These are regular attenders of church that between the ages of eighteen and twenty two make the decision to walk away from the church. That's a shocking statistic, 70% that are walking away. And <clears throat> so the the biggest thing that went along with that that was even more shocking was when they found out most of these kids that are walking away are making that decision back when they're in the 7th and 8th grade. Yeah. Now, they don't consciously know that they're making that decision, but unfortunately, I, I believe the church has been promoted as uh, legalism and a set of rules, and kids don't want to hear that. They don't want to see that. And so Christianity becomes much more of what you can't do as opposed to the freedom that we have in Christ mm-hmm. and what we're living for, and they're walking away. So there's a wonderful report <clears throat> that was put out not too much, uh, uh, not too long ago, the Cardis Report, mm-hmm. that says <clears throat> for kids who are attending private Christian schools, that number drops from 70% down to 11%. Are you kidding me? And so that is what keeps us going in Christian education is realizing it's about salvation. Absolutely. We are keeping kids in the church. We are saving lives. It's not just for those kids, but it's for future generations, because if you keep them in the church, then they are raising families who are a part of that. Yeah. And so that gets back to changing the world one child at a time. We are creating a legacy that will continue on, and that is why our Christian education and the work that we do on a daily basis we feel is so vital. Yeah, absolutely. And to keep going in Deuteronomy, it says— in verse eight says, "Bind you should bind these, these this text. I mean, they said in one part of the verse it talks about 
putting the the scripture in the in the fontlets and in, in between their eyes, keeping that mm. focal point. It says you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and on the fontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your heart. And I love that when I walk into the school, mm. scripture's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere, and it's it's not just sort of kind of a, a, a corner idea. It, it's a centralized theme that the Bible is our foundational point. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that that is just we have to have, in order to have success in this arena, the Bible has to be our key. The Bible has to be the the focal point of what we're doing. Amen. And I, I love that that's what you guys are doing and putting that out. So I want to try to – so you're – you got a wife. You got kids. Talk about them. You got how, how long you've been married? Names, okay. all that kind of fun stuff. Yep. Uh, my wife and I have been married for 18 years. Her name is Rebecca Clark, and she uh, comes from the Chicago land area. Um, the Lord uh, brought her down to the uh, town in Jackson, Kentucky, out in the middle of nowhere, uh, just for me. Hey, there you go. <laughs> she, Absolutely. She was actually uh, looking at uh, going and teaching over in Bulgaria as a part Holy of missions. Cow. And through an interesting turn of events in a time period of about a week, uh, the Lord changed that plan and brought her down to eastern Kentucky out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and and we met and were shortly married uh, after that. And it was very obvious. In fact, I could take you back to the spot where I was on the campus there when the Lord stopped me in the tracks, and I heard... Uh, you're going to get married. <laughs> and I didn't didn't even know, wasn't even dating at that time, but I met her a day later, and the Lord said, that's the one. There uh, you and, go. And obviously we did. We have yeah. four children, uh, and our oldest uh, daughter is Megan, and she's a junior yep. this year. Uh, and then we have another daughter, Marissa, who's a sophomore. And then we have uh, uh, our first son, uh, is in the sixth grade. He's a little redhead boy named Zach. And then our youngest is in the fourth grade this year, and his name is Ezekiel. So your house is really hopping. Yes, all the time. <laughs> There's always something going on. That's awesome. And if you throw in our 110-pound bull mastiff dog. That thing is huge. We've got a lot going on. I came to the door the other, when I came to the, your house not too long ago. I opened the door, and he came right between my legs. I was like, oh, my gosh, that thing is huge. <laughs> That's awesome. So what what do you see for, let's, let's just say, the next five years, next five, ten years of your life? What, what do you see as, as goals for your for yourself? So I'm in the middle of a doctoral program through ORU. Ooh, all right. And so I have uh, completed a little over a year of my coursework. And by the end of this year, I should be done with all of my coursework and take my uh, comprehensive tests and on to dissertation phase. And so I hope to be done with all of that in the next uh, year and a half to two years. So we can call you Dr. Rocky now. You can if you want. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And so, um, you know, the Lord just led me uh, back into education. I was sitting at the table doing homework one night and my uh, daughter Marissa looked at me and said, Dad, why, why are you going back to school? You already have the job. And I thought that was a very uh, fair question of her. Sure, sure. And I told her that the Lord had led me back, and I wasn't sure what direction all that would go, but the Lord uh, directly called me to go back and to uh, get my doctorate degree. And so I'm in the uh, middle of doing those studies uh, and enjoying it greatly. Uh, And so that is in the near future to finish up. Um, We actually are just getting ready to kick off the capital campaign for the school. And so we're very uh, excited about that. We are looking at building a new uh, junior high and high school building that would house about 400 students. Oh, wow. And so we are uh, in the process of doing that. And so if you have any interest in uh, 
Christian education or how you can couple with that or how you can help us. We have capital campaign committees. Uh, we have groups that we're putting together. Um, we have prayer groups that we're putting together to be a part of that uh, because we want to take our ministry uh, and grow it so that we can uh, continue to impact more lives. Sure. So if somebody's interested in WCS, how do they find out more about you all? Okay. They could go to our website, uh, www.wesleyanchristianschool.com. Uh, and check us out. Um, they also could come up to the school. We'd love to give them a tour. Uh, Get an address. We are located at 1780 Silver Lake Road. Okay. And so they can come up there. Uh, we are uh, same location as First Wesleyan Church. We are a ministry out of there. So if uh, you know where that's at or if you look that up, you could find us as well. Uh, and we would love to give a tour and let you know a little bit more uh, about the school. Very cool. All right. So spiritual heroes. <laughs> Who are some of your spiritual heroes? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> and everybody said, and G, obviously Jesus. So we're not. That's that's the the given. So who do you? Who would you? That, that can encompass authors. That can encompass pastors, past and present. So I'm 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 game for either one. Um. So I will tell you, I went on a trip to Israel uh, this summer um, for about nine days, and uh, we went. Uh, by the Dead Sea, where En Gedi is located, where David uh, was fleeing from Saul and was hiding out up in the caves uh, by the waterfall up there. And so we read through a couple of the Psalms that he probably was inspired to write while he was there. Uh, And we went through, uh, just had some quiet time there, and I got to read through uh, some of the scriptures and David's life and during that time period. And so I've been going through and reading uh, more about David. And so when we're talking about a biblical hero uh, on that end, I've really been digging into the life of David and and some of his struggles and the humanity that we see in him uh, and how he went through that uh, and how he trusted in the Lord, uh, even through extremely difficult times um, for him when his life was on the line and he was in danger and he didn't have a whole lot uh, and how the Lord had a bigger plan uh, for that and and how he used David in a mighty way uh, and then transitioned for that into uh, Jerusalem, and you see uh, the towers uh, and the city and, and things that were built by David uh, as a result of the Lord coming through on that promise when he was in tough times. And so uh, that was that was a wonderful uh, thing to see and be a part of. So we're gonna, and you told me this. You said that the that walking in those places, the Bible came alive to you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I don't read scripture the same way. I'm a 43 year old man who grew up in the church and has read scripture for most of my life. But when you have actually walked in those places, yeah, uh, and when you put it into context and get to see those things, it has just made scripture come a whole a whole lot more alive to me. Uh, and it's not just uh, the words and the pictures that you get from that, but there's just a passion uh, within me to dig into some of those things more. And and I have sure. become more of a, a, a looking into Scripture in, in a different way and, and studying the Bible in a different way. And I love that you, you said David, and because David is one of those guys, everybody says, well, wait a minute, the first thing, as soon as you say one of your heroes in the Bible is David, the people, wait a minute, he, he did some really bad stuff. He was he, he was a murderer. And he and I said, yeah, and, and God still called him right. a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of what he did, but it was more of who he knew and who he was trying to pursue. Mm-hmm. He, he In Psalms 27, it says, the one thing I ask, the one thing I want is to be in your house, to be in the presence mm-hmm. of the Lord for the rest of my life. That's all I want. So yeah, he struggled and sinned just mm-hmm. like just everybody like else. But his heart's desire 
was to know God more intimately. And he repented of his sins on a regular basis, mm-hmm. which I think that I think that's if that that's the cure for most of the people in the church <laughs> is if we just take care of our house. And, and we we do regular repenting and regular confession to the Lord. I think we would walk in the way that, that David would walk. Mm-hmm. Are we going to stumble and fall? Yes. But guess what? That's the whole point of the gospel mm-hmm. is that Jesus Jesus knew. I mean, he knew we we're going to stumble. He knew we we're going to fall. And he's there the whole time cheering us. I mean, I, I love this, this illustration by a guy named Matt Chandler. He said that uh, um, he had a kid. His, his kid was growing up. And he said, when your kid's growing up and they're learning to walk, when they stumble and fall and hit their face, you're not going to look up and be like, you idiot, I can't believe you did that. Hmm. You're, you're That they took the f- couple of steps that they took. You're like, there's a celebration that happens. Yeah. And that's the same idea in the world of, of, of Christianity is Jesus, is he cheers us on. Hmm. He cheers us on that we're when we when we take those steps of faith, He's not up there going, really? Are you kidding? That's all you can do? Right. He's, you're being obedient. Yes, you're doing what, I mean, he's cheering us on. In, in Romans chapter 8 says that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father and he's interceding mm. on our behalf. Amen. And that is beautiful to see and to know that, that Jesus loves us and pursues us the way he does. Yeah. So I, I want to, I just thank you so much for taking time mm-hmm. out of your day just to talk to us and to share your heart and to tell about the school. Once Before we leave, one more plug. How do you get a hold of the school website? Uh, WesleyanChristianSchool.com. Uh, Beautiful. All right. Um, Rocky, could you do me an aggra- Just Would you lead us in prayer as we, as we come out of this show? Absolutely. Dear Lord, we thank you for <clears throat> uh, the opportunities that you give us. Yeah. We thank you for uh, salvation, for sending your son. We thank you for... Uh, giving us this opportunity to come into full uh, relationship with you, dear Lord. We are truly grateful, we are truly blessed uh, that we have this opportunity and that you uh, call us your children and that you are the great Father who takes care of us, who looks after us, who uh, very much uh, wants to be a part of our lives, dear Lord. And we thank you uh, personally from my perspective. I thank you that uh, I have the freedom uh, in this country to... Uh, have a Christian school, yeah, and to impact the world through our youth uh, and through our students. And I am truly grateful uh, for that, dear Lord. Uh, we are truly blessed and truly amazed for all that you have done, uh, that you continue to do in our ministry. Uh, and I pray uh, for our ministry and for our students and for our community, dear Lord, that you will continue uh, to bless us as we move forward and that you will bless the community of Bartlesville uh, and, and the world, dear Lord, that we might go out uh, and uh, be changers for you. Uh, We thank you for Caleb, for this program uh, that he's doing, uh, for the impact that it has on the people who listen to it, and for our community as well, dear Lord. And we pray that he can continue to reach uh, more people through this. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, step out into your mission field this week and go get them. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of the Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.